This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and welcome to a Monday edition of it. Excuse me one second. There you go. All right. Uh, Glad to have you here. Now, I hope you had a glorious weekend. I had a glorious weekend. I do, as I always like to say, uh, say thank God it's Monday because I began prep for this show on Friday after my show. So we've got a lot of things we need to uh, to get to. We're going to certainly talk about the latest developments with regard to the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, despite the fact some raw, uh, uh, rhinos saying that, oh, yeah, the FBI was completely in its purview to do this, uh, they weren't. It, it was all nonsense. It was all BS. It was all the same crap that we've kind of been uh, subjected to, I don't know, for the last six years or so. Starting with, and I remember this, starting with uh, Joe Biden running for president against Donald Trump and... Uh, uh, and while uh, Donald Trump rallies were being held in cities around the country, uh, people actually literally stood in line with Trump supporters just to attack them physically. That's where it started. That's where Antifa became involved. That's where uh, George Soros became involved. That's where Hillary Clinton, of course, became involved. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, didn't. The, uh, the election didn't come around until 2020. 2016 is when the original violence started to take place. And that's when people began to, I guess, uh, realize that there would be, uh, that Donald Trump was a threat. Donald Trump was a threat to the nation. Donald Trump was, more importantly, a, clo- a, a threat to uh, Hillary Clinton and her political ambitions. And we're going to get into this as the show progresses. But all roads right now appear to be pointing toward Hillary Clinton. Why? Well, I'll explain that. As the show goes on, you and I have suffered a good deal of uh, indignities over the years. And I have said that when you are defending yourself, rather than bringing up all of the evidence that you have about election theft, about the raid on Mar-a-Lago now, uh, not being necessary, absolutely unnecessary, a, a slap in the face to justice in this country, a, a slap in the face to decorum, a, uh, a celebration of third world style tactics to go after a political enemy. All of this points in one direction, and that is the Democrat Party wanting to stay in power, the Democrat Party doing anything they can and anything they they will try to do anything to keep Donald Trump out of office. But we have suffered indignities. We suffered the Afghanistan withdrawal. Congratulations. It's been about a year. And girls in Afghanistan who want to go to school have to go to schools under the punishment of death if they want to educate themselves, but that doesn't matter because over here we're allowing women to be beaten in sports by male athletes. And I know that sounds like a stretch, but it all is. uh, It is an indignity. All of it is uh, nonsense. But the Democrat Party is not your friend. The Democrat Party is not the friend of the people. They always talk about the enemy of the people is always external, right? You're an enemy of the the state. You're an enemy of the state. But you know what? The, The state is the enemy of the people to be quite honest. And, and uh, you know, uh, KJP, 
Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, she uh, decided to suffer a new indignity on us this weekend. I don't know if you do this. You know, Joe Biden, is uh, he's, he's staying at a free $20 million Kiawa Island vacation retreat. It is uh, owned by a top Democrat donor, Maria Alwyn, been hosting the first family free of charge in her nine-bed Kiawa Island, South Carolina mansion since 2009. Now, I don't know about you. I, would, I have a funny feeling there are more of you who maybe worked in a $20 million mansion than have actually uh, gone there to, uh, to a party or, for that matter, ever dreamed of owning one. But this is commonplace with uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has three homes that are worth in excess of $10 million. And Barack Obama has two glorious mansions. One of them, he literally tore down the mansion used in Magnum P.I. to build his own mansion, complete with giant uh, natural gas tanks. Did you know that? Giant natural gas tanks. So the, so the, uh, the, uh, the mansion can operate at, on its own, essentially off the grid, on its own fossil fuels. They, they're that. But you and I have never owned a mansion like that. We couldn't dream of owning a mansion like that because when you're in the private sector, you have to do things like work. You have to create, up, uh, create ideas. You have to bring them to market. You have to sell them. You have to make sure that there is a need for them, and you have to make sure there is supply to build them. But not when you're a politician. Not when you're a politician, you can go stay in a $20 million mansion. But here's the indignity. KJP, Karen Jean-Pierre, said that the President of the United States... Our, uh, our chief executive, and, and there may be some truth to this, but uh, let's just take the, uh, the president has a brain that's broken, severely addled by mental deterioration, and just take him at its word. Corinne Jean-Pierre says that uh, Joe Biden has not been briefed on the first massive raid by federal officials on an ex-president in the history of the country. Here is uh, KJP with her and, thoughts. And, and it's true, Biden, Joe Biden as a candidate. And, and, and it's true, Biden, Joe Biden as a candidate. And, and, and it's. Uh -oh. and, and, and it's true. We do have some computer issues here. Hold on one second. Let's try it uh, another way. Now let's not try it another way. I'll have the audio for you in a second. My computer is uh, is being uh, a little strange this morning. Hard to say. Hard to say what the problem is. Maybe the FBI is screwing with me. I wouldn't put it past them, to be quite honest. Oh, but here's, here's a positive note on that, and I'll have the uh, KJP audio in just a second. But a positive note is that the, uh, the property where the Biden is, uh, is staying has been plagued by uh, pests and, and defects. And I'm not talking about just this week with Joe Biden and his family staying there. No, 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 no. According to records obtained by the Daily Mail, which I love, it's like, uh, you know, Christmas morning every morning when I open the Daily Mail, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop says that uh, official records from Joe's time as vice president, the Bidens visited Kiawa Island in August 2009, in, uh, in April 2014, in June of 2015, August of 2015. Now they're there, and Joe Biden has no clue about what's going on with, with, uh, with uh, Donald Trump's uh, raid, has no clue whatsoever. We're expected to believe this. But apparently the, uh, the property has been uh, plagued with pests and defects. It's 10,500 feet. I, I shop at a Walmart that isn't that big. It was finished in 1994 and apparently has been a giant POS for the longest time. Dozens of leaks, peeling wallpaper, 
Over the next few years, the home was subject to mold and mildew, caulking cracks at windows, drywall and wallpaper damage, trim cracks at windows, ceiling damage, stains, condensation in the basement, warped hardwood flooring. Tried to sell the thing in 2006. There were roof leaks, uh, leaks, uh, uh, prior termite activity, damaged wood cladding, water infiltration at year doors. Dan Buffington of Buffington Homes told Alwyn in 2004 that the roof was so poorly installed they'd have to put a $500,000 replacement on it. And now it's being plagued by pests, and that would be the Bidens. <laughs> so that is uh, they are where they're staying. And this guy is a top Democrat uh, donor, close friend of the first family, has attended elite fundraising dinners, was even uh, able to arrange meetings with Barack Obama in 2014. Within just a few hours' notice, White House logs reveal these are the people who are ruling you and me. And all the while, another, another indignity. And uh, this is where it really is, uh, uh, it just takes the cake. Did you know that uh, 60% of us, you and me, all of us, not just uh, Democrats or not just Republicans, not just conservatives, not just liberals, but 59%, almost 60% of Americans agree on one thing. And you're thinking, okay, it's going to be that you uh, separate the Oreo and you scrape the filling with your bottom teeth, then you ate the Oreo. That's what 60% of Americans can agree on. No, that's not it. No, that's not. Okay, hold on. So, how about 60% of Americans agree that uh, you got to be careful when you eat Hot Pockets because if you leave them in the microwave too long, they can burn the crap out of the roof of your mouth. Is that, is that what we all agree on? No, that, that, is, mm, that is not it. That is not it. All right. Um, 59% of, uh, of, uh, of Americans believe that Ariel is a great font when you are uh, typing a uh, letter of recommendation. That's not it either. You know what it is? 59% of Americans are concerned that Joe Biden's uh, mental health is not there. 59% of Americans believe the, uh, the president has poor mental health or something going on there. In other words, you're being played. In other words, here's a man who cannot do a job that he has been assigned, appointed to by a, a crooked election. I'll just go ahead and say it. But 59% of us say that, which says one thing to me and you and anybody with any modicum of common sense is that someone else is pulling the strings. Someone else is pushing through all of this. Someone else is ruling against the will of the American people. Because none of the things that the Democrat Party are doing to us right now, including hiring 87,000 new IRS agents, nobody ever voted on that. You didn't vote on it. You didn't say, you know what, I want Joe Biden to be in office. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking to the dead people who voted for Joe Biden. They can't hear. Let's just say to all the people who harvested votes and voted multiple times for Joe Biden, and there are tens of thousands of you, at least 2,000, according to a great movie called 2,000 Mules. But none of you voted for 87,000 new IRS agents to go after people making under $200,000 a year because they were going to do a dragnet to get more money from you. None of you. Yes, we've got a president who is not up for the job, a president who is so unplugged that he hasn't even been briefed on the raid of an ex-president's home, unprecedented in history, by jackbooted thugs of the FBI, who, by the way, have been corrupt pretty much for their entire history, including most recently... Uh, with regard to a report 
a Mueller report and uh, and obtaining FISA warrants to surveil a candidate, a transition team, and a president, among other things. An FBI that has been charged with going after parents who uh, disagree with CRT being taught in schools. This came from the higher echelons of power in the Department of Education and the President of the United States. And yet the FBI is crying boo frickety who because they say that you and I are threatening the FBI, which is something we never do. The left does. The left threatens and burns and destroys. We have evidence of that in 2020. We certainly have evidence of that recently with the Roe v. Wade decision and attacks on conservative justices and on uh, crisis pregnancy centers. We've got all of this coming up together on the show. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. Much on the plate, including special guests. We've got Jenna Ellis joining us at the bottom of next hour. We are working on Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch for the uh, last hour of the radio program. You are listening, my friends, to a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. care of this i will end this i will make sure we have a plan he got 81 million votes yeah right it's the rob carson show don't worry i'm thinking a little rage against the machine is a good thing on a monday morning what about you i was pretty uh, kind of raging over the weekend yeah i'm an angry white guy and everything and you may be an angry black person I hear it's going around. I hear it's kind of going around because, I don't know, maybe the federal government is playing you and the economy sucks. And uh, we have uh, inflation at a 40-year high. And inflation dropped uh, by a percentage point or two from uh, last month to uh, uh, the month before last to last month. And it's still 8.6% higher than it was last year. But the, the White House is claiming that's really awesome and there's no inflation at all. And uh, what else is going on? Well, the southern border is wide freaking open. Uh, people are finding it's too expensive to shop at Walmart, so they're going to have to they're going to have to go to Dollar General. And our uh, energy secretary over the weekend said all of this will be solved by the glorious piece of legislation passed by the dear leader and the corrupt Congress. Because all you got to do now, ladies and gentlemen, as you struggle to put food on your table, as you cannot find baby formula in the grocery store, as you have uh, decided you will never be able to eat beef again, and you go to Dollar General so you can buy a can of beans and a box of Kraft macaroni and cheese, and if you're lucky, maybe some spam you can fry on the side there. They're saying that the most important thing is you got to go out and buy new windows for your house, energy-efficient windows. And you got to go buy a $70,000 electric car. And you got to put solar panels on your windows or on your, on your roof. Now, that may be a little bit hard that you, since you're living in a trailer right now. Maybe you're in South Carolina. Maybe you're in, in, uh, in Mississippi. But they don't give a rat's behind about you. They don't care about you. But you silly little people, if you just get solar panel, panels and new windows and electric cars, everything will be perfectly fine. 
Here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre talking about our president, our dear leader. He's uh, enjoying a free vacation at a $20 million roach-infested mansion in South Carolina, and he still hasn't been briefed on a historic rate of an ex-president at his home. And, and, and it's true, Biden, Joe Biden... She thinks you're this stupid. ...as a candidate was, was consistent on this. As president, he's always said, independent Justice Department... Uh, no politicization. No. Uh, but let me play something to you. One of the top no. Republicans in the House had to say about yeah. this. Yeah. President Donald Trump is Joe Biden's most likeliest political opponent in 2024. Yeah. And this is less than 100 days. If Joe Biden is still outside of a nursing home and not spitting up applesauce on his chin. From critical midterm elections. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a typical Monday. The FBI raid of President Trump is a complete abuse and overreach of its authority. Yeah. So... He ran on not politicizing the DOJ. He has said that as president. But how concerned is he is th- th- to see this investigation play out in the middle of a campaign, at least raising the appearance? Well, why do you suppose it's playing out? Appearance of a politicized... Because it's the middle of a campaign. As a Department of Justice. So just a comment on what I just heard. This is not true. Uh, this is not uh, something... <laughs> Let me just step back even further. Yes, please do. When the president... Hold on, keep going right there. You're right up against that uh, the edge of the swimming pool. On January 7th, on, in 2021, when the president uh, nominated Merrick Garland, he was very clear about this. He said that he believes in the rule of law. Yeah. Uh, Merrick Garland would not be the president's lawyer. Sure. Uh, He would not be the vice president's lawyer. Wow, he's certainly become that. Uh, This is about the American people and doing what is right for the American people. The Department of Justice, when it comes to... What about Hunter Biden's laptop? So law enforcement is independent. This is what we believe. What about all the cities that burned in 2020? And this is what the president has said. This is not about politicizing anything. You are so high. That is not true at all. And I would remind... This is uh, what we call inside to injury. That's what she's doing to you, by the way. Uh, our our uh, folks on the other side, that the FBI... Director, you know, the white supremacists and the uh, the ultra-mega people that we hate. ...director was appoint, appointed by the president's predecessor. Oh. I would remind uh, the folks on the other side... Yeah, we're the folks on the other side. Hi! Yeah, we're going to kick your ass in November. That's from over here on the other side. When Merrick Garland was indeed confirmed, it was a bipartisan fashion. Yeah, but he was refused. they refused to put him on the Supreme Court because he's a radical leftist POS. Uh, so, again, this is not what this is about. We do not interfere. Yeah, we, we know. Do we, do, we know better. Briefed. Uh, the Department of Justice, again, when it comes to law enforcement matters, it is independent, complete independence. And I'm just not going to comment on that. None of us will because we're going to let uh, Merrick Garland speak for himself. And, and even to this point, uh, President Biden's not been briefed about anything. Not been briefed. We have not interfered. Not discussed at all. Not, not discussed. Not we nah. I'm going to tell you, Jonathan, yeah. we have learned about all of this yeah. the same way the American people have learned about okay. this, through public reports. Wow. Uh, and honestly, th- th- on, uh, at this point, seriously, <sighs> when I kind of digested all of the things that uh, happened this weekend, with regard to the pursuit of Donald Trump for the last five years, that you and I have never been able to rest, you and I have never been able to stop defending what he was doing and what we believe uh, the country, where the country should be going, which is uh, toward posterity, which is what happened during the uh, Trump administration, one of the best presidents, in, if not the best in the history of mankind. But, uh, but ultimately, after all of these attacks, all of these slings and arrows, all of this debate, our best response is to hunker down and tell them to bleep off. 
at this point. Honestly, uh, you, there is no sense in trying to cooperate with them. There is no sense in trying to reason with the left in this country. Our best bet is at this point to hunker down, to uh, to tell them to take their policies and shove them and gird your loins and uh, keep your powder dry for November the 8th. All right? I've got much more audio on the way. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. SS Bitanic sets sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. And even at this point, uh, President Biden's not been briefed about anything. Not been briefed. We have not interfered. Not discussed it at all. Not, not discussed. We have, I'm going to tell you, Jonathan, yeah. we have learned about all of this the same way the American people have learned about this. Yeah, yeah. In there's a reports. Corinne Jean-Pierre saying that uh, every, Joe every Biden had no idea about, about the this. historic. That's how we have learned yeah. Yeah, FBI raid that happened at uh, Mar-a-Lago last Monday. Kind of weird that way, right? Here's something to calm and soothe your nerves from Jim Gossett. The FBI, they raided. Put on your flip-flops, folks. Donald Trump's place found absolutely nothing. The kinder, gentler side of Jim Gossett. Got egg on their face. Sure, that's egg. Trashing Trump's home. Hunter Biden involved. They left a big mess. <laughs> Whipped through Melania's closet. <laughs> and grabbed Merrick Garland a dress. They broke the law. The worst thing you ever saw. Joe Biden didn't know anything about it. It's the FBI crap show that read on Mar-a-Lago. More of a crap sandwich without the bread. We're looking at you, Joe. <laughs> Don't pretend you didn't know. Yeah. FBI has reached a major low. Yeah. For what went down at Mar-a-Lago. They call it screwing the pooch, by the way. Hey, Christopher there you go. That is from uh, Jim Gossett on the Rob Carson Show. Uh, we have a special guest on the uh, Newsmax Hotline. You know him. Hold on. Let me show you. Let me show you how you know him. This is him. You've got to fight for the right of the party. What do you think about it? You've got to fight for the right of your party. That is the best Trump impression in the history of mankind, and it belongs to Sean Farish. Hello, my friend. How you doing this morning? Oh, good to be back with Rob Carson, the legend. Uh, thank you so much for having having me on again. And uh, uh, you know, it's a really exciting time right now. Maybe yes. not for all the right reasons, but uh, it's a cool time. But you know what? Uh, they've really and, and listen. They've been kind of uh, poking at the sleeping giant for a while, kind of kicking the sleeping giant. Maybe actually uh, taking the uh, CPAP machine from the sleeping giant's face. Well, the sleeping giant is a- awake and he's really pissed off this morning. You saw this uh, this weekend, Sean, because you live on uh, Long Island, and uh, and you were part of one of the many pro-Trump, anti-FBI rallies. Tell us what happened this weekend, man. Uh, well, we put this together uh, last Tuesday, so we only had about four or five days' notice. Uh, the loud majority out here on Long Island, we've been doing it since 2020. 
Uh, and we decided to get everybody out, flag up their cars, flag up their vehicles. We love doing these car caravans and convoys uh, to, to demonstrate our frustrations. And we did so peacefully. Again, perfect score with the cops. Again, uh, no counter protests, no issues. It was a very happy, positive, upbeat day. We had about 1,500 to uh, 2,000 patriots come out. Yeah, I mean, this place is just ready to rock. Once the FBI raid went down, uh, we had all of our followers out here with loud majority saying we got to do something. So we came up and put something together quickly. Uh, We worked with our uh, county officials in Nassau County here in New York, who we have a great relationship with, and uh, we made it work really nice. It was a great uh, positive, upbeat, really, uh, really good day yesterday on Long Island. Uh, we had over 400 vehicles participate in this. Flags everywhere, and it was just a, it was a great time and a great way to kick off uh, the revival of the United States of America and our attempt to save New York. But, John, the FBI is saying, boo frickity who wah wah that there are a whole lot of Trump supporters out there threatening their agents online. Did any of your uh, patriotic uh, uh, attendees, do you suppose, did they write and threaten the FBI because they, uh, they raided uh, Mar-a-Lago? No, nobody's threatening the FBI. We know not to do that. Our, our people are peaceful. Uh, we're passionate about saving America, and that's it. You know, we always back the blue. Uh, we're, we're friendly and we are respectful of our police officers and law enforcement. We think what the FBI did was wrong. We think it was reckless. We know it was politically motivated and we know it's a stain on the institution. But never is there a reason to attack or threaten or, or, you know, or use violence or violent methods or tactics to get our point across. We are not leftists. We don't do that. So what we do is we peacefully demonstrate and that's what we did yesterday. We had, uh, New York congressional candidate, uh, District 3, George Santos, he came out. Scott Pressler, everybody knows him. He was there yesterday. Our uh, Senate candidate, Joe Pinion, who used to work at Newsmax. Joe! Uh, he, was, he was there. He's, he's running. He's going to defeat Chuck Schumer oh, in buddy. November. He was out there. Oh, man, it was such a great event. I'm going to tell you, I, I got to know Joe uh, at Newsmax when I went and visited them back in November, or no, December, when I went to the most vaccinated place in the world after meeting thousands of people selling cars and stuff and never getting COVID. I go to New York and I brought it home. Uh, other than that, but I got to know Joe, and I'm going to tell you, uh, rock solid, rock solid. Um, yeah, obviously, he's got, he's got gigantic hills to climb. There's going to be outside money spent, plus all the cronies of Schumer in uh, New York State. Listen, Sean, you're in New York, bro. You had a rally, 1,500 people uh, that you set up last Tuesday. This weekend was gigantic. You're not supposed to be able to raise crowds like this. You're in a, a leftist, uh, a Democrat bastion stronghold in the United States. Well, wait, tell me about the people who attended the, uh, the rally this weekend. Well, they're frustrated. Um, they've had enough, you know. And look, they tell they tell me all the time. There's detractors on both sides of the aisle. There's some people on our side that go, "Well, what's the point? It's a lost cause. What's the point? This is your country. You got to get up and you have to defend your country. You have to stand up for your for your rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness." Um, there's people who on the other side will go, "Well, we outnumber you, and you call yourself the majority." And got no, there are more people like us than there are like the left. Period. End of story. There are more people who err on the side of common sense, who will lean our way, especially this year. And New York is proving that. And I'll tell you what, you know, we had some polls come out a couple of weeks ago where Lee Zeldin was trailing Kathy Hochul by about 15 points, okay? And then he'd say, wow, that's a big deficit. But that's a great place to be in August because another poll came out 
from a reliable pollster. It's Trump's pollster. It's been Lee's pollster for a long time, McLaughlin and Associates. Lee's only trailing Kathy Hochul by eight points right now. That's what I call striking distance, okay? Chuck Schumer's unfavorable rating matches his favorability rating. He is vulnerable. The Democrat establishment in New York State is vulnerable. That doesn't mean this is a given or a shoe-in or a walk in the park. It's going to take a lot of hard work. But this is the best chance that we have had in years ever to take back the state of New York ever since George Pataki. And I'll tell you this, and, and it's an important point to take. We take New York now in 2022. We show President Trump that in his 2024 run, because you know it's coming, we show him that New York can go red in a national election. We take New York off the board for the Democrats in 2024. They never win another election again, and it happens right here in our backyard. Well, the Democrat Party needs to either uh, look at itself introspectively and make adjustments to realize what they've done or just uh, be relegated to the dustbin of history. I talked to Dick Morris a couple weeks ago, and he said that when the Democrats get their arses handed to them in November, they're going to go further left. They're going to put AOC on the presidential ballot. Um, what are your thoughts about that, Sean? And, and, you know, listen, when I first met you, I met you, uh, you know, about a year ago, um, and you become quite this uh, political figure in, uh, in uh, 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 politics and punditry in the state of New York. But what are your thoughts um, with regard to AOC and the, and the Democrat Party going further left after they get their butts kicked? Well, look, it's, uh, if you've ever read Frankenstein, you know the story, the monster has left the lab. <laughs> And is now in now destroying the town. It's it's gotten out of control. Uh, the Democrats, I like to equate them as a dog chasing its tail. When they catch their tail, uh, now what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah. essentially, what you have is they keep outlefting each, each other. You know, we went from think about this. We went from not knowing what a woman is yes. to the very next day after Roe versus Wade got overturned, knowing exactly what a woman is, and all of women's rights are now being abused. Right. Yeah. Meanwhile, when you have swimmers that jump in a swimming pool. Uh, that are not biological women taking the hopes and dreams away from those biological women who none of which none of whom signed up to swim against the man you know women's rights abuses weren't a problem there but they are now after a supreme court ruling you know so what we have here is we have a double standard we understand that but it's now being put on full display whereas you know four years ago calling out the double standards of the left you were labeled a conspiracy theorist now it's happening in broad daylight they're not afraid of it they're not ashamed of it of course, they're thinking of putting AOC on the uh, on the Democrat ticket. You know, she's a young uh, a woman of color, if you want to call her that. You know, a Latinx, which is the stupidest term in the world. By the way, <laughs> keep using that term. The Latino yes. community yes. hates that. Oh you know, yes, and that's please. Why they're breaking right. So, yes. of course, they're going to put AOC up, and good, put her up because it gives me more material for that punditry that you were talking about. I'd love to have more fun with her. Trust me, everyone's favorite, as Alex Stein calls her, big booty Latina. Go right ahead. Yes. Put her on the ticket. I'm going to have a blast with it. Yeah, it's uh, they are mortally and intellectually bankrupt. They have done. Uh, they have been this way for a very long time. Trust me, I've been following this for uh, for a very long time. Sean, you're a uh, you're a young dude. You're uh, I guess you're kind of millennial Gen Z cusp kind of thing here. Um, yeah. Do you do you suppose that your generation? Uh, is kind of done with this nonsense. I mean, certainly there are the, the, your generation. If you're a millennial, is the first generation to be wholly indoctrinated by the left in uh, in uh, elementary school, in middle school, in high school, and in higher education. They really are the first generation who's had a wholesale indoctrination. Uh, do you suppose that there are uh, plenty of voices in your generation who are saying, you know what, this is all nonsense? 
Oh, they're starting to speak up, but unfortunately, I have to apologize on behalf of my generation. We pr- we were terrible. Uh, we caused this. We gave rise to AOC, um, and a lot of us are, are lazy. You know, we're lazy because uh, it, we just were used to things being handed to us. Life used to be good. We were very complacent. We got very comfortable. It's the generations that follow after us, uh, those younger crowds that are now going through college, the turning points, uh, the the, the kids in high school who are about yep. 16 years old, who know the difference between a boy and a girl, who are tired of, of, of you know, this everything just constantly changing. And, and yep. they're, they're, those are the people who are waking up. It's the group of people who can't yet vote who understand how important it is. I mean, just... This is interesting, Sean. This is interesting, Sean, because I've said the same thing. We got to kind of, I'm not going to say write off all millennials, but I'm saying yeah. that the millennial generation, by and large... You know, it is what it is. Uh, Gen Z, who suffered the abuses of uh, COVID and big government, like my daughter, who started her senior year last Friday, uh, I think that they are not going to be as uh, compliant and complacent as millennials have been. What do you think? They won't be. And it's funny because uh, someone very close to me just, you know, uh, she was she was uh, very much on the left and, and maybe still leans that direction, but finally got a full-time job out of college and, yeah. um, you know, it's funny, you know, she sees the taxes coming out of the paycheck and the amount of money that goes into the gas tank and starts to understand, oh, wow, all of those things that, that you've been saying, uh, it's, it's true. I feel it. I understand yeah. it. And, and now starting to see that mindset start to shift and is a member of that Gen Z generation. Uh, it's encouraging to see yeah. that, to see, oh, wow, critical race theory, this isn't a good thing. You know, uh, uh, mask mask wearing, mandatory vaccines, not a good thing. And and, and it's starting to change minds. Let me ask you this, Sean, and and we've only got about another 30, 40 seconds. Um, Can you offer an optimistic uh, message to those who are waiting on November the 8th, knowing we are going to suffer slings and arrows that you've never even imagined before then? What would your message be, Sean? The message is you have to, if you don't stand up now, we're going to fall, right? If if you wait for this to show up to your doorstep, it's going to be too late. But we, the people, run the United States of America. That's the way it was founded. That's the way this country is run. So you get out. You get your friends out. You vote. You vote like hell. If you don't trust the election system, I don't care. You have to get out there and vote. you got to put points on the board. The more points we put on the board now, the better chances we have of winning. We, the people, run the United States of America. We, the people, have never been defeated. And now... This will not change in November. Sean, you're the best, bro. I know we're working on a new project. I won't say anything about it, but it's going to be huge. Where can people find huge. you on social media? Uh, check us out. Just go to loudmajorityus.com. You can find me at captaindeplorable45.com if you want any of the funny stuff. Loudmajorityus.com if you want to get involved uh, taking back our country. All right, brother. Good to talk to you. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Driving snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. The FBI is beyond redemption. It, it, all of its bureaus and its institutions have to be farmed out and broken up. If you have a warrant, an FBI warrant, there's no guarantee that that has not been altered. This is Victor Davis Hanson. He is, uh, he rocks. If you subpoena and you want FBI records on phones with a Mueller, they will be wiped clean. If you want disinterested legal counsel, look at Lisa Page and Peter Strzok. Yep. 
If you're the FBI and you want to find out why Hillary Clinton has hired a foreign national to find dirt on a political opponent, then you will hire that same foreign national. And you look at the last four directors. We just saw Christopher Wray, and he just stonewalled every question, and then he flew on an FBI plane, our plane, a luxury jet, because he had to go to his own vacation. He said he was going to miss a flight, but it was a private flight on a government plane, could leave at any time. He took over, remember, from Andrew McCabe. What did he do? He lied four times to federal investigators, yep. and his wife was running for an office yep. with Clinton-related PAC money while he was investigating yep. Hillary Clinton's email scandal. He took over from James Comey, who leaked confidential memos written on FBI devices to the media, and then when he was called before Congress on 245 occasions, he said he didn't know or didn't remember. Anybody listening to this tries out with the IRS, and they're going to go to jail. 100%. Rotten to the core. Now, for all of those field agents for the FBI, if you are indeed a good and decent person, and it appears that many of you are, at least 14 of you have become whistleblowers, I would encourage all of you to become whistleblowers because right now the FBI, I'll just say it, is in an existential crisis. Yeah, we've been told that the country is in an existential crisis. And there are actually some uh, conservatives, well, rhinos, and Democrats who say that we want to cause a, and start a civil war. Well, we don't. The civil war is already started by the left, and we're in the middle of it. This is Tom Borelli on Newsmax over the weekend talking about the fallout from this bungled joke of a raid, this illegal raid that should and will ultimately end up in the impeachment of Merrick Garland and Christopher Ray, among others. Garland is trying to do its now clean up aisle five, six, seven, and eight. There is no reason or justification for uh, the Department of Justice to invade former President Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. No reason for it. This is what happens. This is third world banana republic crap. It tossed decorum and decency out the window. And that's a part of it. That's a part of it, guys. Banana republics. This is what happens in dictatorships. This is a national nightmare for a country founded on liberty. And you have set fire to the coal bunkers in the belly of the SS Titanic. They were just smoldering. Now they are ablaze, and they're going to bring this ship down. He's trying now to cover up. I don't know what documents they're talking about, but they knew they were already in the residence. They knew what he had. And, oh, by the way, they were completely silent when Hillary Clinton had a complete server with all sorts. And there's no defending that, by the way, even though James Comey did. There is no defending that and having a double standard with regard to Donald Trump and the uh, the things that she did with confidential documents and classified information on a private server. Of highly confidential information from her role at running the State Department. This is a national disgrace. And the great thing is that we now know all of this has shown how rotten, maggot-infested the swamp is, including the FBI, DOJ, CDC, HHS, DHS, IRS. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Zenith Firearms is an American-owned and operated company based in the Blue Ridge Mountains of Central Virginia. Initially founded in 2014, 
Zenith built its reputation for superb customer service through firearm and ammunition imports. With many years of expertise in the platform, Zenith is now proudly manufacturing its own line of U.S.-made roller-delayed blowbacks. Zenith provides the American people with a premium product made right here in the United States, starting with the introductory model, the ZF-5. Newly released in 2022, the ZF-5 is based on the most popular and iconic 9mm submachine gun, the MP-5. While the ZF-5 is available immediately, Zenith's three compact personal defense models are available for pre-order and will begin shipping later this year. Zenith proudly supports our nation's military, law enforcement, and responsibly armed citizens protecting the Second Amendment. Check out Zenith Firearms at zenithfirearms.com. That's zenithfirearms.com, or like and subscribe to their social media pages. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now, you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. As I like to say, thank God it's Monday for a variety of reasons. Including the honeydew list. That's one of the reasons why I'm glad it's Monday. You know, and my wife promised me, I only like you to do one thing this week. Just one thing. Well, that one thing ended up being 50 things. And by the way, just real quick, it is a point of personal privilege here as a a married man, cisgendered since birth, uh, male since birth. Um, If she tells you that we really need to get a storage unit for the extra stuff that's cluttering up the driveway, what she's trying to do is ease you into getting ready of everything that you own. That's what she's doing. All right, there's no hiding about it. You know, the old air checks from, you know, when I was in college and all that that I still hang on to and some more more <clears throat> important stuff, you know. But this, she's just trying to separate you from your stuff. It's like what they do with currency in Vegas. They give you a bunch of chips. Then you don't know what the hell you're dealing with. It's like, I don't know what this is worth. It says $10. Throw it in there. Throw $100 on that hand of blackjack that you'd never do otherwise. You'd never just you know, go to somebody and say, you know, I have an 80% chance of losing this money. I'm just going to give it to you. You know? So that's what's happening. Just want you to know. It's, she's separating you from your stuff. She's going to desensitize you. You're going to forget it exists. And then she's got to get rid of it. She used to do it with garage sales, but you were able to rescue stuff because it was on the table right there. But now she just moves it into storage. And it's just, I'm just telling you this. These are some of the things that you get from the show that aren't necessarily uh, politic related. So uh, you should know that if she says that about the storage unit. And by the way, it's, uh, our storage unit is climate controlled, and uh, they keep it at around 70 degrees. So I'm thinking since we now have a uh, hide-a-bed uh, 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 garage sale uh, item in the storage unit, I might go over there a couple nights a week just, for, you know, just to hang out or even sleep. Who knows? Who knows? So uh, details uh, reveal about the FBI warrant for the raid on uh, President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago, plus, was, uh, plus what was confiscated have come out. According to the Wall Street Journal, the FBI confiscated 11 sets of uh, classified documents, 20 boxes of items, four sets of documents are said to have been marked top secret. But there's still no confirmation of the allegations made in the Washington Post earlier on Friday suggesting that Trump possessed sensitive documents pertaining to nuclear bombs. Well, that was a joke. They, they wanted to go after the most extreme incidents. What's the one thing that, that most Americans are afraid of if a president leaves office? That he might have nuclear secrets. Because we've all seen movies, you know, and stuff like that. 
And now we also realize, well, this is really stupid that they consider this. They wanted to go the most extreme route. He's got nuclear secrets, and none of that panned out, of course. Three documents allegedly marked secret, a handful marked confidential. Trump took to social media, Truth Social, where I have a platform or I have a uh, an address at Rob Carson Show. Number one, it was all declassified. Number two, they didn't need to seize anything. They could have had it any time they wanted without playing politics and breaking into Mar-a-Lago. He also said, what are they going to do with that 33 million pages of documents, many which of which are classified that President Obama took in Chicago? The Obama administration, which spent $36 million on legal costs in a single year in an effort to avoid turning over federal records under the FOIA, the FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, allegedly made the bulk of its uh, records available as early as January 20 of this year. Some other things they found, a leather-bound box of documents, potential president, uh, presidential record, handwritten note... The search and seizure warrant that Attorney General Merrick Garland greenlit and U.S. Magistrate uh, Judge Bruce Reinhardt signed uh, reportedly authorized FBI agents agents to search the 45 office, along with all storage rooms and all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to to be used by the former president and his staff. They said this was uh, extremely important, had to be done right away to keep the records from being destroyed, even though the FBI had uh, known that he had these records for 18 months. And also uh, they came up with the warrant, got the warrant on Friday and didn't go and perform the search until Monday. So much for that absolute nonsense. And then, of course, there's uh, uh, Jenna Ellis. She says that, yeah, we got the warrant and everything, but not the affidavit. What's the affidavit? Well, the affidavit is uh, what uh, the FBI gave to the judge that would warrant the information needed by then. And uh, here is uh, Jenna Ellis with, oh, if I can find it here, Jenna Ellis. Hold on one second. Uh, It's right here. Here's Jenna Ellis, who will join us at the bottom of the hour. But one of the things that was most interesting to me, Carl, beyond the inventory, which, as you mentioned, she was on Newsmax with Carl Higby, is not specific. And why on earth would they need to take photos, go into Melania Trump's closet? I mean, are there classified shoes involved? I don't know. Uh, But one of the things that we don't have is the affidavit. And that is really important. And there are reports saying that there may not have even been an affidavit in support of the warrant. And this to me is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment because when we look at the warrant itself, the the broad scope of what uh, this judge actually signed off on. Yeah, but it would have been totally cool in Germany in 1939. I mean, not only did it not particularly describe the documents that were to be seized, but uh, the time... It was a fishing expedition. ...period here was from January 20th, 2017 until January 20th of 2021, literally the entire span of President Trump's uh, entire... Yeah, they they went after every thing he had from 2017. Yeah, uh, not a fishing expedition, though. Administration. And the Fourth Amendment requires, in order for people to be secure in their papers, their property, their persons and effects, I mean, so that we have a right against unreasonable and unlawful searches yeah. and seizures, the warrant has to particularly describe... Yeah, I'd call this uh, unlawful and unnecessary, to be quite honest. And by the way, the judge that the FBI went to, and the, the FBI has proven its corruption throughout its entire history, beginning with Woodrow Wilson, by the way. He used the FBI as a political cudgel. You didn't know that, did you? Yeah, I shared that last week when uh, Ron Paul shared that years ago.
But this judge, this magistrate, actually recused himself from a suit being brought by Trump against Hillary Clinton. Did you know that? It wasn't years ago. It was six weeks before the raid. And then this same magistrate, who was so closely tied to Hillary Clinton and had such an impartiality toward Hillary Clinton, decided it was cool to say to the FBI, here, do a wholesale raid on Donald Trump's home for all information going back to 2017. You're being played. Don't believe me? Here is James Comey with uh, all of the uh, details with regard to Hillary Clinton and what she had in her possession when she left office and she wasn't even the president, somebody who could declassify documents literally with the wave of a hand. Responsible decisions also consider the context of a person's actions and how similar situations have been handled in the past. Okay, so both of those things went out the window. Uh, there was no context given to uh, Donald Trump's possession of these documents. And uh, never before in history had a president's home being been raided by the FBI. Looking back at our investigations into the mishandling or removal of classified information, we cannot find a case that would support bringing criminal charges on these facts. But what about a raid? What about a raid? You had an illegal server and 30,000 destroyed emails and smart devices that were subpoenaed that they destroyed with hammers and bleach bit. All the cases prosecuted involved some combination of clearly intentional and willful mishandling of classified information. Which would generally refer to as a private server set up by herself illegally or vast quantities of information exposed in such a way as to support an inference of intentional misconduct or indications of disloyalty to the United States or efforts to obstruct justice. We do not... I would say that uh, destroying the, uh, the, the, the contents of uh, laptops, 30,000 30, emails, and destroying all smart devices associated with your staff would be that. See those things here. Although there is evidence of potential violations of the statutes regarding the handling of classified information, our judgment is that no reasonable prosecutor would bring such a case. Then why didn't you do the search? What about the freaking search? You had more than enough information about her server and what she did with it to do an invasive search like this, but you chose not to. Because you're in the back pocket of the Democrat Party and you are profoundly, profoundly corrupt. Here's Victor Davis Hanson. I played a little bit uh, uh, from him a little while ago. He believes, by the way, the FBI, as I do, by the way, I I'm just going to go ahead and say it. At this point, considering this latest incident, and this is the culmination of a lot of things, uh, this to me says that the FBI is corrupt beyond recognition and beyond repair. Whether you're targeted or exempt depends on your ideology. So we in the past, when there was, a, there was a dispute over the archive, the presidential papers. Barack Obama just said, I'm not going to turn them over, the freedom of information. He spent $30 million resisting efforts to do that. Yep. George Bush had an executive order and said, you know what, I'm not going to do this. And that was adjudicated. And now we go after a president and, and go to his house with 30 agents. In the past, when uh, a high... Oh, no, no, you forgot the amphibious agents. Literally, they came in from the beach near Mar-a-Lago. Not kidding. I wish I were. Oh, and then the helicopter. The official was called 
congressional subpoena. Eric Holder just said, I'm not going, and I'm not turning over any of this fast and furious. The idea that you would put him in shackles or you'd confront him with his family and grab his phone is yep. just ridiculous. But this is what we're doing on ideological basis. And when you start to do that, you don't have a democracy anymore. You don't. Uh, another cut from Victor Davis Hanson about uh, January 6th and uh, what they may have been after. The second thing is this January 6th committee, Will, is sort of like a French Robespierre Committee on Public Safety. To be on that committee, you have to have one criteria, and you had to vote to impeach Donald Trump. If you're a Republican, there was one other qualification. You had to be politically inert with no future. And it was deductible. Listen to this. The only Republicans were politically inert or complete rhinos. It started with the premise that we're going to destroy Donald Trump and then we're going to bring in witnesses and we're going to allow narratives for that end. There's going to be no cross-examination. There's going to be no disinterested counsel. We know that when Dick Cheney himself made a commercial and he bragged about his daughter that she was the one power that could stop Donald Trump. But that's not what her job is in that committee. Nope. It's to be disinterested. It's to be inductive. It's to find out what happened on January 6th, not start with a bo boast that you're going to destroy Donald Trump and make the witnesses and the testimony fit that. We are become Soviet Russia. There is no doubt about it. There is no creeping Soviet Russia. It's happening. This is the culmination of it. Last Monday, following months of January 6th hearings, one-sided trial without any refutation, without any cross-examination. If you are cool with this, then you are cool with what Soviet Russia did to its people. And I got to tell you, I believe the left is. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's The Rob Carson Show. Trump lawyer Jenna Ellis joins us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the... Uh, the raid on uh, Mar-a-Lago, and uh, there are a few things going on. First of all, <clears throat> for those of you, and uh, you know, I, I, there are none of you listening to the show, but those of you who are completely down with the Stalinistic tactics of this raid on uh, a former president's home that's never been done in history, and you're doing everything you can over the weekend to uh, uh, come up with a uh, reasoning or a justification, something that is completely unjustified, unnecessary, and, uh, and again, Stalinistic, um, you're not going to find it. Uh, this was uh, an abuse of power like we've never seen before. And uh, we will discuss this with, again, uh, uh, Jenna Ellis, who knows her way around the courtroom and certainly uh, knows what's going on behind this. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Um, investigative reporter Paul Sperry was suspended from Twitter earlier uh, well, last week uh, after he revealed the FBI may have had a personal stake and uh, searched for classified documents related to Spygate. Uh, investigators reportedly met back in June with Trump and his lawyers in Mar-a-Lago uh, over the storage room to survey documents and things seemed copacetic and then the FBI raided weeks later. Speculation on the kill, the FBI had a personal stake 
and searching for classified documents related to its Spygate scandal. Investigative journalist Paul Sperry said that in a tweet on Tuesday, and he was suspended from Twitter. Sperry dropped another bomb on Saturday. According to Sperry, the federal government agents involved in the Mar-a-Lago raid are under investigation by special counsel John Durham. <gasps> Maybe John Durham found the FBI was in on it. Sources say the FBI agents and officials who were involved in the raid on former Trump's home work uh, in the same counterintelligence division of the FBI that investigated Trump in the Russiagate hoax and are actively under criminal investigation by special counsel John Durham for potentially abusing their power investing tr- investigating Trump in the Russian fraud and thereby, therefore have a potential conflict of interest and should have been recused from participating in this supposed espionage investigation at Mar-a-Lago. The FBI would not allow Trump's lawyers to be anywhere near the areas that were rummaged through. Everyone was asked to leave the premises. They wanted to be left alone and without witnesses to see what they were doing, taking, or planting. And also, they told the the, uh, people at Mar-a-Lago to turn the security cameras off, to which the staff at Mar-a-Lago said, "Uh, suck it. The Washington Post on Thursday published a leak from so-called government officials who claimed the FBI searched Trump's Florida residence for classified records related to nuclear weapons. The FBI raid was so urgent that the U.S. government waited for more than a year and a half after Trump left office to search for records related to nuclear weapons. Furthermore, according to a search warrant obtained by Breitbart, actually, U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt signed off on the search on August 5th, but the FBI didn't conduct the raid until August 8th. If this is such an urgent matter, then why did the FBI wait several days until they descended on Trump's home? Yeah, kind of weird that way. The search warrant for the raid on former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home on Monday, last Monday, suggests he's being investigated under the Espionage Act of 1917. Hillary Clinton apparently violated that in 2016. Attorney General Merrick Garland admitted Thursday he personally approved the warrant application, which seeks broad discretion to search Trump's home-based three uh, on three statutes. I won't get into those. Former Secretary of State Clinton was suspected of violating the, uh, the latter when she used an unsecured private email server in her own home to handle her communications, including emails with classified information during her time in office. And she wasn't even the president. Then-FBI Director James Comey, who intervened in the case after uh, then-Attorney General Loretta Lynch was caught meeting with former President Bill Clinton on the tarmac of an airport in Arizona, said that while Hillary Clinton had been extremely careless in her handling of classified information, she didn't intend to violate the statute, which means that... It's okay for her to do that, but if John, if a Donald Trump didn't intend.
demand that it's a crime. This is Republican Representative Nancy Bace, Mace, I should say, talking about how the FBI may have done the ultimate face plant last week. Well, you saw after the raid in the first 24 to 48 hours that it spectacularly backfired, not just with conservatives, but with those on the other side of the aisle. You had classically liberal writers talking about how grave this precedent was being set. I'm glad to see Merrick Garland say something publicly yesterday, but I agree with uh, the former president and the DOJ. We want to see those records unsealed so the American people have more information. By the way, Donald Trump is now polling uh, 10 points higher after the raid. He now leads uh, Ron DeSantis by 40 points. This had never happened before. And you saw Merrick Garland doing damage control yesterday afternoon because this raid has spectacularly backfired. In your- and I believe it has. And I believe uh, what it has done is enrage you and me, and more importantly, expose once and for all the abject corruption of the DOJ and the FBI. Jenna Ellis joins us up next. She will have some insider information nobody else on talk radio will have today, and that is coming up. Do not leave your radio smart device or otherwise. It's the Rob Carson Show. Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We've had a lot to uh, digest since the uh, last Monday, actually, and I'm my stomach is still upset, actually, from all I digested last uh, Monday and last Tuesday. Uh, to help us digest what's happened to uh, Donald Trump by the FBI and the Attorney General and the President of the United States, Jenna Ellis, constitutional law attorney, former legal counsel to President Trump, Newsmax contributor, podcaster, senior advisor to Doug Mastriano for governor in Pennsylvania, joins us on the Newsmax hotline. Good morning, Jenna. How are you? Great, as always, to join you. And uh, I think outraged, like every common sense, reasonable American. Well, and you know what really sparked a lot of the outrage is the audacity of the press to go after Donald Trump on this, uh, disregarding all of the uh, previous um, standards set by the FBI uh, by not searching Hillary Clinton for her server, not going after uh, documents from Barack Obama that he took from office, and I could go on and on. And I keep telling my my friends and my listeners that if you watch the mainstream media, there's going to be a lot of defense of uh, the FBI, but realize that only 13% of Americans trust the mainstream media. So they're not going to believe this nonsense either. Where are we today versus where we were last Monday and Tuesday uh, with regard to the FBI, what they were looking for, and the reason being? Yeah, well, I think we still have a lot of questions, and uh, we have even more questions now that we only have the warrant and the inventory list, and we don't have or even know if it exists, the underlying affidavit, which would more particularly describe what legal basis uh, the DOJ or the FBI asserted to get to the threshold of probable cause, which, of course, is required by the Fourth Amendment to the United States Constitution. And, you know, President Trump is not above the law, but he's certainly not below it either. And so the FBI and the DOJ can't just manufacture probable cause and say, hey, we think that he's guilty of violating the Espionage Act, and that's good enough for you, Judge. I mean, and and what's so crazy about this, Rob, is that on face, this warrant is so overbroad that, in my opinion, it violates the Fourth Amendment 
because it doesn't describe particularly which documents or things to be seized and also where in particular uh, the, the search was to be confined to. The warrant on face said any document basically related to Donald Trump's entire presidency from January 2017 to yes. January of 2021. That is, I mean, we're talking about millions and millions of potential documents. And what also has to be pointed out is that the mainstream media, you're absolutely right, is simply just grandstanding and they're drawing legal conclusions by by saying were classified documents. That's in dispute. President Trump is saying, no, these were all declassified. And the DOJ and the FBI are saying there were some classified documents. So why isn't the media here using alleged classified documents? I mean, they're just jumping to conclusions and they're supporting a narrative that's entirely in dispute right now. So there's yeah, and- still a lot of questions that we ask. Well, there are a lot of questions, and uh, I like to use Occam's razor for the answer because a lot of the times the uh, the answer is right in front of your face. Uh, and I and I find it particularly insulting this weekend that Karine Jean Pierre would say that Joe Biden was unaware. She found out at the same time that ever I believe Barack Obama used that same reasoning when he found out about raids and whatnot. Uh, do you believe the President of the United States, the upper echelon of the Biden administration, had no idea, and the FBI acted autonomously for this raid? Oh, absolutely not. And, you know, it's laughable that anyone would believe that. Now, what I do believe is that potentially Joe Biden himself wasn't informed because none of us really believe that he's the decision maker or that, you know, I mean, when he's out there on other sets instead of actually in the Oval Office or photo ops, I mean, what's that all about? But that the Biden administration and the actual decision makers, people like, you know, Ron Klein and uh, Susan Rice, you know, some of these people that they weren't made aware that that's just laughable um there's been some uh, uh debate this morning about uh perhaps um paul sperry is a an investigative reporter he said that uh he he felt that um the fbi uh there, there may have been some uh, documents that would prove uh fbi involvement in the russiagate hoax uh paul sperry was banned from twitter after uh postulating that do you suppose there's a possibility the fbi would was there uh, maybe for something related to January 6th or a little CYA with regard to uh, the John Durham investigation? That's entirely possible. And, you know, until we know more, all of these uh, conjectures and theories are possible. And some of them are even more probable than others. What isn't as probable is that there is any actual legal basis that President Trump Uh, formed the intent to violate the Espionage Act. I mean, that's utterly ridiculous. But what is more probable and more likely than not is that this was a pretext to just go in and search uh, basically anywhere that President Trump had access to or was holding any personal items or documents in Mar-a-Lago under the pretext of, oh, these are classified documents, when really it was a giant fishing expedition. There's no other reason that uh, what we know with his attorneys being in discussion with the FBI and the DOJ since February and June, that this would have culminated in a raid, which is a last resort option for the FBI to then go in and just look through everything. Didn't you find it funny that the, uh, the press last week was debating whether it was a raid or not? 
Didn't you just find? I mean, they keep adding insult to injury here, don't they, Jenna? Uh, Jenna, they 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 literally said, you know, we're not in a recession. Uh, that uh, that uh, we had zero inflation, and then that this this wasn't a raid. Um, I think actually they, that uh, the that Morning Joe said the FBI made banana bread, and they were bringing it to Mar-a-Lago, and they were disappointed that uh, Melania wasn't home. Any any truth to that, Jenna? Yeah, you know, they, they just want to wave their hand and. Say, these aren't the droids you're looking for you know yes, and just yes, say, okay yes. we're gonna we're gonna just pull the wool over everybody's eyes and you know what it's not a woman if we tell you that it's not or if we can't even answer the question then nobody can say what a woman is nobody can say what a raid really yes. what is a raid what is the epistemological yes. difference between you know a raid versus just knocking politely under? i mean this is so ridiculous but this is where the mainstream media has nothing else substantively to say, and they know that the American people aren't buying their ridiculous justification, so they have to posture like this, because what else are they going to talk about? I just, um, this is the latest indignity. You were working with uh, uh, Donald Trump for years, and, and, and they, they, there have been so many things that have been, uh, uh, well, Donald Trump has suffered a lot of slings and arrows for his agenda and for the American people. I, I, I mean, honestly, uh, at this point, you know, there's a lot of debate on the left. And what they're doing is they're poking at us, and they're saying that we are going to start some sort of incursion, and we are going to do this, and we are that. And, and it sounds like they are looking to start a fight, I like to say that the, the, the civil war that they're saying we're going to start already started. It was a war by the left on the country as founded. Um, what do you say to those who uh, are now trying to say that Trump supporters want to start a war over, uh, over this? Well, th- this is just their latest intimidation tactic to say that if you don't sit down, shut up, and not even think what we don't want you to, then you are somehow guilty of being an insurrectionist, a violent offender, you know, and this coming from the same people who want to defund the police, who bailed out the actual perpetrators of violence who were burning down cities in summer of 2020, the summer of violence, and yet they don't even want us to voice our objections. I mean, you mentioned Paul Sperry has been censored on Twitter, so has James Lindsay for simply pointing out this, um, you know, cult grooming mentality from, you know, a lot of these leftists who are trying to use cult grooming tactics for young children. I mean, you know, so this isn't just related to Donald Trump. It's related to everything that he stands for and everything that is fundamentally American, everything that's fundamentally, um, fundamentally good and conservative. This is all about trying to weaponize law enforcement to say that it's, and big tech and Everything else to say if you don't think and there and then therefore act and behave the way that we are permitting you to do, you are now an enemy of the state. And yeah. that is fundamentally un-American. It's tyrannical. It's Stalinist. It's Marxist. And we should not be intimidated. We should, of course, abide by the law, but yeah. we should stand up, make our voices heard, and continue to object in all of the ways that conservatives traditionally have and absolutely have to continue to, otherwise we will lose this country.
Yeah, 100%. Now, if you look at the scope of this raid and and how it was done, and I had heard uh, from a number of people close to the uh, the president and Mar-a-Lago that it was not only agents through the front door, it was the amphibious like they did with Roger Stone. It was a helicopter and the whole deal. To me, this says that the FBI thought that they had the, um, I guess, moral standing with the American people, that if they went in in such a raid that all the American people would only see flashing lights and respectable law enforcement going after a criminal and they thought that that would be the headline that there's that clearly there is a reason why our great and trusted FBI would go after the president and it's clearly that the president has done something wrong that instead has completely backfired and made the FBI look more like a secret police being commandeered or commanded by a party in power Uh, what are your thoughts about the reason why they did this raid and then ultimately what I would consider to be a gigantic, massive face plant. Well, it definitely was a PR mistake. And certainly, um, you know, from a legal perspective, um, I think it was a pretext. And I don't think that it was legally justified. I think it was a violation of the Fourth Amendment for reasons, you know, that we've already discussed. But here's the thing. I don't even think that they care whether it's a PR mistake or not. I don't think they care about Joe Biden's uh, approval ratings. They don't care about their own approval ratings. They don't care what legitimate American citizens and legitimate voters think, because they're just trying to manipulate the system in every way that they can. It's worked out for them so far. And so they think that for whatever reason, whatever they were actually looking for, whether it was, you know, to get um, documents that President Trump had declassified on Spygate or on um, you know, Russia collusion or on Hillary Clinton or, you know, who knows what, whatever their reason for going in. I think they just didn't care what the public yeah. fallout would be because they themselves are trying to delegitimize all of our institutions. And so why would they care about the standing of the FBI or the DOJ and the American public? I mean, look at how they're acting. Yes. Merrick yeah. Garland came out and made this ridiculous, pathetic statement that all he tried to do was lamely bolster the credibility <laughs> of the FBI, but he really didn't care. I I just think that they are so hubris at this point that they are telling American citizens, we can do whatever we want. You can't stop us. And we don't care what you think. Yes. And by the way, they are planning on doing to you and me the same damn thing with these 87,000 new IRS agents. It's exactly what they did to Donald Trump. They want to do it to you, but they're going to use the minutia of the tax code. They like the tax code, very complicated. So they can find that maybe you took a deduction that was a couple dollars off back in 2007, and they can go after you you because you don't have legal counsel you can't afford legal counsel it's unbelievable what they're doing jenna one final note got just about a minute how's things going for mr mastriano in uh, in uh, pennsylvania i know you're working with doug mastriano running for governor in the state of pennsylvania yeah well i'm glad that you asked me about that because the solution to this is to show the democrats that no we the people do have a voice we are actually the sovereigns of this country not them not the bureaucrats We have to get out and vote. And so Doug Mastriano is neck and neck with his Democrat opponents. Love it. But he has received so much grassroots support. Uh, Ron DeSantis is coming with Turning Point Action this Friday to rally for Doug Mastriano. So everyone, this is the most important election 
I think in the country, as well as Kari Lake, a few, you know, a few others, um, governor positions, get out and vote in Pennsylvania. But if you are not in Pennsylvania, please support Doug Mastriano. Yes. Go to DougForGov.com and uh, definitely tune into this great rally on Friday. All right. Very good. Uh, real quick, where can people find you on social media? At Jenna Ellis ESQ across all social media, including Truth Social. All right. Let's have you on again real soon. Have a glorious day. Thanks for joining me. It is The Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. And, uh, yeah, a lot of things happened over the weekend with regard to uh, the uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. A lot of Democrats who are justifying it, even though there is no justification whatsoever. Saw some great exchanges over the weekend. My friend Dan Bongino going up against uh, leftists on uh, on Fox. And, uh, and it, there is no justification. It is uh, utterly ridiculous. And uh, it's something that I discovered this weekend I thought that was uh, pretty interesting. There are um, a lot of uh, people around the world, uh, particularly, uh, well, say, for instance, um, uh, this gentleman, his name is uh, Neil Oliver. Neil Oliver is a historian, is a TV host in Great Britain, and he came to the realization, as I did a year ago, um, that you're being played, that you're being played on so many fronts you don't even know which way is up. Um, you are being played. You, if you have a suspicion about something, about how you're being treated, about the, how the government is behaving, the federal government, uh, with regard to, say, for instance, the IRS, with regard to COVID, you're being played. And here is Neil Oliver over the weekend talking to uh, former GOP Congressman Greg Swenson about uh, the FBI raid, looking at it and what's happening in the United States uh, as a casual observer across the pond. Looking at it from the outside, it it seems from what we appear to be being told to have been an an act of incredible stupidity. Yeah. For the the agency to go in and clear every witness out and then spend 12 hours what credibility would they have walking out in the aftermath and saying, here's what we found? Yeah. On the face of just that, it would and should have the mainstream media saying, this stinks to high heaven. When everyone on the other side is just going to say, well, so you see. Very little. And I think they parked credibility a long time ago. You know, it goes back to the Russia collusion hoax, the Carter Page FISA warrants, you know. You heard the Attorney General Merrick Garland talking about no one's above the law. And the FBI today is like, how dare you possibly uh, question our authority? We have a very storied history. Uh, except that their credibility is zero. You know, they've, they've had, not only have they, you know, had pre-dawn raids on several Trump advisors or employees. All jackbooted raids by armed affiliates of the Justice Department and the FBI. Absolutely unnecessary. Former employees, um, you know, that's that's been going on for, for 18 months now. Um, pre-dawn raids, of course, they alert the media first, so... You know, CNN knew about Roger Stone before anybody else did, before Roger Stone did. Take out... They went live! Peter Navarro in, in, in leg shackles. I mean, this is really unprecedented, way over the top. I mean, the optimist would say it's overkill, or prosecutorial overkill, but I'm more worried about the bigger picture. And then, of course, you have the backfire and the boomerang effect, and you'll probably see some you know, retrib- retribution when the Republicans win the House. Now, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but wasn't it the emperor who said, 
You strike me down. I will be stronger than ever before. I might, do I have the right character? I don't go to Comic-Con or anything. But it appears that uh, Donald Trump has just been made stronger. Donald Trump has uh, taken a lot of slings and arrows for conservatism and found the foundings of the country and the country's institutions, and he's taken all those arrows for you and me. And that's why, by the way, he's still popular and why he's gone up 10 points in straw polls, and now he's leading Ron DeSantis by 40 points. Colossal backfire. Don't get down when the mainstream media says that the FBI was justified and the FBI is a wholesome and good institution. They have 13% approval. The mainstream media has 13% approval. So if you think this is being absorbed by the American public and the American public are turning their minds away from Donald Trump, you are 100% absolutely wrong. And if you're a Democrat and believe that, you're misleading yourself. You've really, really, we the people are very pissed off. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, final hour of the show, and a lot of stuff to get to, including the... uh, Inflation Reduction Act on Friday, which might as well have been called the uh, Unicorn Fart Act because it has about as much, uh, makes about as much sense with regard to reducing inflation. It was all a gigantic Marxist lie to cover up uh, 87,000 new IRS agents being hired to go after you, like the FBI went after Donald Trump last Monday. Uh, you are being played. I have been saying this for years. You are being played in so many ways. And there's just one point where you got to go, you know what? I'm done. I'm absolutely done. My response to you is uh, two words. One of them starts with F. And, uh, and we're done. Uh, we have reached that line. Now, former President Trump apparently sent a private message to Attorney General Merrick Garland asking him what he needed to do to cool things off. Because people are, to be quite honest, really, really hacked. Uh, The Times reported that the message Trump wanted to be passed to Garland was the country is on fire. What can we do to reduce the heat? Doesn't exactly sound like an insurrection, does it? Doesn't exactly sound like an insurrection. But the left is doing everything they can to foment some sort of or assist the federal government into believing you and I want a civil war. Don't believe me? This is Mara Gay on MSNBC saying that Republicans are treasonous. Joe, you know, I'm old enough to remember a time in which the Republican Party uh, wrapped itself in the flag and... Uh, we, we still do, and actually, we still stand for the national anthem. We, we never kneeled. That We were always proud of it. At least stood up for those values. And, and we do, actually. And, and they actually, uh, those values uh, propelled a uh, Republican into the governorship in the state of uh, Virginia. Uh, that the flag represented in its own vision. Uh, you know, patriotism is not simply about waving a flag. Yeah, well, you see, we know that because we are patriotic. We uh, support those who fought and died for our country. That would be the most ultimate, the ultimate patriotic thing one could do. But you wouldn't know that. You think it's just uh, waving a flag. And maybe it is in your in your handbook, Sunshine. It's actually about doing the right thing and the hard thing. To- this is uh, passive-aggressive bullcrap, trying to make you feel bad when they're the ones who are uh, inflicting this nonsense on Donald Trump and the American people the country, even when it means holding your own party 
accountable. And so this is really when we find out, you know, who the patriots are and, you know, this behavior. This is the same rhetoric that Liz Cheney uses, and she's going to get uh, beaten by about 50 points tomorrow in her home state. If you're as treasonous. And oh, what did she say? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Out, you know, who the patriots are and, you know, this behavior is treasonous. And on top of that, it's not just the principle of seeing the democracy denigrated that's so upsetting and deeply just stomach churning. It's also the fact that these Republicans and others are creating an environment of political violence. Wow. I don't believe that any Republicans stormed an ex-president's house with 40 officers, an amphibious unit, and a helicopter. Uh, you know, this passive-aggressive bullcrap does not work on me. It doesn't work on anybody else. And if you call me treasonous for my beliefs, then... I'll wear that proudly. If you call me deplorable, I wear it proudly. If you call me treasonous, I wear it proudly. Because your definition of treasonous and treason is not the definition. It's only because we differ with you politically that you want to, uh, you want to wave that weapon in front of us. And then this idiot uh, over the weekend, GOP Representative Brian Fitzpatrick, says that uh, the agency, the FBI, has warned him that his life is in danger due to threats from Trump supporters and that there could be a, a civil war. Now, realizing, of course, that the left in this country has committed uh, 100 acts of violence against uh, crisis pregnancy centers around the country. The left burned down America's cities to the tune of $2 billion in the summer of 2020, causing thousands of police officer injuries. I mean, dear God in heaven, do I need to take this any further? But here is this moron, uh, whoever the hell he is, uh, this uh, Representative uh, Brian Fitzpatrick, saying that uh, we have to fear Trump supporters, that we have to uh, fear uh, Trump supporters, to which I say, uh, you know what, you're full of crap. Let me find it here. Hold on one second. Uh, there we go. Republican streets in this. And we are here. Here we go. Sorry about that. Here we go. Overnight, um, a series of statements from the 45th president saying the FBI has a long and unrelenting history of being corrupt. He said the FBI's. This is without question, by the way. Criminal RICO enterprise whose cover sources and methods include criminal acts. His campaign is fundraising off of this and has uh, referred to an army of agents from the FBI breaking into his which is all true by the way home and said that he hopes they're not planting evidence is he putting a target of course they did lie to a FISA court four times yeah to get a warrant to spy on Donald Trump's campaign transition team and and White House so uh, whatever he says right now in support of the FBI really is uh, falderalist nonsense on the back of these FBI agents I checked in with several of my colleagues um, in the past few days, Margaret, uh, to make sure they were okay. Um, every single elected official, every single leader needs to mind the weight of their words. Uh, this kind of uh, including this kind of the former president even... of the United States who has he just uh, he actually just stated the facts. He didn't say anything inflammatory. He just stated what actually happened. Right. Not called for calm. Correct. Uh, I think everybody needs to be calling for calm. Everybody across the board. And everybody needs to respect our law enforcement. Whether oh, you know what? Uh, I think we'll all be calm when you stop committing acts of violence against us. It'll be local, uh, state, or federal. Um, I'm very concerned, uh, Margaret. For the That's political and physical, by the way. Safety of our law enforcement officers, uh, especially right now. 
Uh, I myself have been. Where were you uh, two years ago? Where were you two years ago? Notified by the Bureau that uh, my life was put in danger uh, recently um, by some of these same people. And it's, violence is never the answer to anything. Um, violence is the modus operandi stated, stated by Antifa. Uh, we live in a democracy that's 246 years old, Margaret. Uh, that's not long. That's just a few generations. And yet we're the world's oldest democracy. And the only way that can come unraveled is if we have disrespect for our institutions that lead to Americans turning on American. Well, when the institutions are as profoundly corrupt as they are, then people are going to turn against them, Jackweed. Uh, and and the, uh, the whole system becomes unraveled. And a lot of that starts with the words we're using. Mm -hmm. so oh, I no, no, no. It starts with the actions of uh, extra-constitutional, jackbooted thugs. That's where it starts. Ours is the reaction. We're not causal here. We are reactionary to the nonsense that's happened to us the last six years. Let's go to uh, uh, Homer in Rising Sun. Uh, Homer, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's up, my friend? Welcome. Okay. My first words will be defund the FBI. Yep. How about that? Oh, yes. Uh, 100%. One of the reasons I, I want to talk to you today was I had a realization of what's going on here. With all this defunding the police, what it's leading up to is what I heard on an Obama when he was president, just briefly. They were talking about a federal police force. Yes. If you can imagine the whole United States of America under a federal police force controlled by Washington, D.C., that's what they're heading for right now. Yes. What's the best way to control this country? Federal police force from Washington, D.C. You, you see how well the FBI does. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's exactly what the uh, the IRS, the 87,000 uh, agents, and the ad they ran for people who know how to handle firearms and are willing to use them uh, using deadly force, Homer. It's fairly obvious. Occam's razor. The, uh, the solution is right there in front of your face. Barack Obama brought this up, and we raised hell about it back in 2000, 2007, 2008. Then Barack Obama became the president of the United States. Then the DHS bought 1.5 billion rounds of ammunition in two <laughs> major purchases. And nobody said anything about it. And nobody said anything about it. And last summer we said the FBI wants to add 87,000 new agents and they want to arm them. And, and uh, Joe Manchin stepped forward and says, I'm not going to allow this to happen. I'm not going to allow this, this uh, Build Back Better law. It's irresponsible. So what did they do? They cut it in half. They made it about uh, 87,000 uh, FP or IRS agents. They also made it about green energy nonsense, including, by the way, what they call environmental justice on American farmers. So they're going to do the same crap to our farmers they did in the Netherlands. Go ahead. Well, when you talk about the Netherlands, they're talking, those people in the Netherlands were, were out there with, I mean, the Netherlands, the most mildest bunch I've ever thought of, were out there with their tractors on the freeway. Yes. What they're planning on next with this green thing is that they want to cut down on the food. The next thing is yeah. going to be food shortages. That's what's coming up besides the other craziness. I said that last year. I said that's the next thing. Once COVID is gone and suddenly the CDC says all the protocols that we had about COVID are out the window. I said the next is going to be fossil fuels, gasoline, and then food, Homer. I'm telling you, uh, and I'm not up, up, you know, uh, I'd make sure your freezer's full. 
Uh, I really would. At this point, I'd make sure your freezers are full. I, I would make sure that you have a plan in case there are shortages or there are outages. I absolutely believe this 100%, and I have never said this before, because I believe that if the federal government is willing to go after Donald Trump like they did last Monday, and then on the heels of that, hire 87,000 IRS agents against the will of the people, then they are going to try just about anything before November. That's why they're saying that we, for instance, uh, they are saying that you and I uh, are interested in civil war uh, and that the FBI is warning of a dirty bomb threat and increasing calls for civil war. So what they're going to do is they're going to, uh, essentially what they did with January 6th, which is a Reichstag moment, they're going to plant some sort of seeds where they can come after uh, people um, using uh, whatever power necessary. Uh, they're going to look at your speech, they're going to look at your politics, and they're going to come after you. Thanks for the phone call. Do appreciate it. Uh, Stan uh, in Atlanta, you got about a minute. Go ahead, my friend. I know you've been waiting. Hey, Rob. Yeah, I was just saying, I feel like I'm waking up and I'm having a Rip Van Winkle moment. Just seems that um, you know a nation should follow follow rules and laws, and, and we have a a set piece called the Constitution. We have rules and laws. Wasn't it the same FBI that we were all applauding when they uh, brought down Hillary Clinton and checked out her emails? And I just feel it's just laughable that we're pulling a 180 when the same institution is, is enforcing the law, telling Donald Trump who's. Kind of, kind what did the FBI do? What did the, F- what did the FBI do uh, with regard to? And I know you're you're a big uh, Hillary supporter, I guess. What did the FBI do? Well, no, 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 no. It's like I didn't, that, stop. You're filibustering me. What did the FBI do with regard to Hillary Clinton's emails? Okay, well, under the direction of James Comey, they went and saw some um, some emails. No, they didn't. They've been erased. To enforce it. No, they were. They've been erased. No, no, no. If anything was erased, there there was nothing found that was illegal. No, no, no. Uh, Thirty thousand emails were erased. There was a subpoena given. There was a there was a subpoena given for emails. There was a subpoena given for electronic devices. Talk about that. We have a a DA that was hired by Trump. We have a Department of Justice that was hired by Trump. We have everybody was hired by Trump. The FBI director was hired by Trump. So why are you guys so anti when they find actual? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And by the way, Stan, I mean you need to start paying attention, sir. First of all, how many impeachments were they, and what did they find? How many? How many? How many impeachments? How many impeachments were there of Donald Trump, and what did they find? Nothing. Square feet around Donald Trump. What are you asking? All right, bye, Stan. If you're going to talk nonsense, bring facts, all right? You didn't answer a damn question I just said about Hillary Clinton's email server, which she scrubbed and destroyed. She destroyed evidence. She destroyed all of the emails. The FBI handed her uh, her ass to get out a jail-free card, and they went after Donald Trump. Stan, if you want to try that nonsense on another show, please do that. But when I try to talk and explain why you're wrong, don't try to bloviate and talk over me. Look at the FBI's history with regard to Donald Trump the last six years, and then come to me and say there was some kind of double standard with regard, or not a double standard with regard to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton got off scot-free, and we all know what she did. It's nonsense. Bring it to another show, Stan. Don't call here on that crap and try to try to filibuster me and talk over me when I'm presenting facts. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. Here's to a record-setting president. Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through. It is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show.
My producer Brian told me that, uh, you know, this uh, call from Stan in Atlanta, he said he wasn't a Hillary supporter, and then he called us you guys. I thought that was pretty, uh, that was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, very funny, actually. And when you look at uh, Hillary Clinton and what she got away with, uh, honestly, just, just trying to shout me down or just saying that, oh, the big lie, the big lie, Hillary Clinton is really dr- as pure as uh, driven as the white and snow, you know, even though you know, she has sold uh, 25% of our uranium uh, rights in the United States for Uranium One, and then soon thereafter got $150 million into her, uh, into her, uh, her big charity that went under when she was not elected. You know, uh, understanding why the deep state is terrified of Trump's documents. The documents show that there was a coordinated effort by the CIA, the FBI and DOD starting in the summer of 2015 to interfere in the 2016 election stand. This actually happened. A conspiracy started in the summer of 2015 to interfere in the 2016 election on behalf of Hillary Clinton by the leadership of the CIA, the FBI, DOD. And Donald Trump was not the only target. You know who else was? Ted Cruz, Marco Polo, Marco Polo, Marco Rubio, and Bernie Sanders, by the way. Did you know that, Stan? The C- and by the way, Hillary Clinton literally has had to pay a fine to the FEC because she did have to admit that she paid for the Russian disinformation dossier, which was used by the FBI to secure FISA, uh, the, go to a FISA court and secure warrant, warrants to surveil Donald Trump, uh, his campaign, his transition team and presidency without cause. Stan, if you were paying attention, you'd know that. But you're not a Hillary supporter. Oh, yeah, you are. The CIA, with the knowledge of the Director of National Intelligence, worked with British counterparts. A Steele dossier, by the way, started in the summer of 15 to collect intelligence on Republican and at least one Democrat candidate, that being Bernie Sanders, by the way. Regardless of motives, the CIA enlisted the British intelligence community to start gathering intelligence on most major Republican candidates and on Bernie Sanders. This was all at the command of Hillary Clinton. Check the uh, Russian dossier that she admitted to paying for and paid a fine for. This initial phase of intelligence gathering goes beyond opposition research. The information being gathered identified the key personnel on each campaign and identified the people outside the United States receiving their calls, texts, and emails. All right? So um, this is, uh, Hillary Clinton is knee-deep in this crap. The FBI is knee-deep in this crap. The FBI, uh, they went after uh, Donald Trump for Russia collusion. They spent $30 million of our money and found absolutely nothing. Stan, you need to listen. Stan, it didn't. It came up bupkis, as did, too, by the way, impeachment proceeding against Donald Trump. One for an alleged phone call between him and the leader of Ukraine. You'll recall that Hunter Biden's son, uh, Hunter, I should say Joe Biden's son Hunter was involved with a Ukrainian gas company to the tune of about a million dollars a month or $85,000 a month, more than a million dollars a year for being on the board of directors. And Joe Biden called off the prosecutor in charge of looking into corruption of that company by uh, taking or threatening to take $1 billion in loan guarantees from Ukraine. It's on tape. All right, Stan, I can go on and on all day. If you just want to say you're not a Hillary Clinton supporter, even though you are, and then say that that, uh, there was something to this raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago when there was nothing with regard to Hillary Clinton and her server and the email she destroyed, then honestly, uh, you could try to talk over me, but what I'll do is I'll just get off the phone like I did with you and then school you. So I hope you're taking notes for the next time you call. Because you did a face plant. James in Albuquerque, you got about 40 seconds. Go right ahead, my friend. 
wow, that's it. I got a lot to say, but let's not be naive here. Obama is still president, and I blame the Republicans because uh, they're they all they do is complain. They never do anything. They had their chance. Uh, a reporter asked Murkowski, "Well, why did uh, why did why did you vote for Trump to be impeached?" Well, all she said was uh, because he did a crime. But the, the the reporter did not follow up and ask her, "Well, what's the crime?" Because she couldn't answer it. And the reporter was from Newsmax, yeah. and three people from another. Uh, Fox News, I'm going to just put it out there, it's the truth. They called out all these Republicans. It was Bangino, Judge uh, Sinise. Uh, Judge, uh, Piro, yeah. It was Jesse Waters. They called them all out, and they said, they called all the politicians out on their shows, and they said, we're tired of hearings, because hearings do zero. All right, well, James, thank you very much, brother. you got to watch my show on Newsmax. You'd find out that I say otherwise, and a lot of other hosts do as well. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. We got a call from uh, Stan in Atlanta who said he wasn't a Hillary supporter and then proceeded to defend uh, Hillary with every ounce of his being and then called us you guys. So, yeah, he's uh, sorry. Stan's one of those people that would live like he probably would be one of John Wayne Gacy's neighbors. And even though the smell and, you know, I don't know, uh, bringing bags of, uh, you know, what looked like bodies out of uh, trunks and sliding up, he they'd never he never noticed. No, no, no. John's a great guy. I'm like, God damn it. You know, that's fantastic. He's a loner and everything. His smell, his house does smell like rotting flesh. But I mean, he's a hell of a nice guy. That's Stan. That's old Stan. Stan is the kind of guy he's like, oh, well, the IRS, they, they need to uh, hire 85 or 87,000 new agents so they can they can do a better job of uh, you know uh, taking care of us a better customer service even though four percent of the money they want is going to go for customer service and 60 percent is going to go toward enforcement stan to be standing there it's like okay you guys get on that train car and you guys get on that train car that's kind of stan that's kind of Stan. He's so oblivious, so willing to do uh, the bidding of uh, the handmaidens in power, old Stan. He'd do just about anything. Oh, yeah, she's hiding out of the bookcase. Just right there, Mr. IRS officer. Just go right in here. Kick the door down. Go right in there. Stan. Stan. I think we need a musical, musical interlude, don't you? Maybe something tropical from Jim Gossett. The FBI, they raided. Yeah, they do that all the time. Donald Trump's place. Oh, actually, never. Yeah, never. Stan. Found absolutely nothing. This is the Stan remix. Got egg on their face. Trashing Trump's home. They left a big mess. They raided them. his wife's wardrobe. That happens all the time, Stan. And grab Mary Garland a dress. Well, they broke the law. The worst thing you ever saw. It's the latest FBI crap show. That raid on Mar a Lago. Jim Gossett. Hey, Christopher Ray. 
There's everything is cool, Stan. I mean, everything is absolutely golden. I mean, you know, uh, they just uh, want to hire 87,000 new agents at a time where there's, uh, you know, the highest inflation in 40 years and people can't afford to shop at Walmart, so they're having to go to Dollar General. But you don't have to worry about that, Stan, in Atlanta. You probably got an electric car and everything. You're pretty cool. You're pretty awesome there, Stan. Uh, this is Nancy Mace, Republican Congresswoman, talking about why we need 87,000 new FBI or uh, uh, IRS agents. Right, 87,000 agents. The 3rd Infantry Division is about 21,000 soldiers. So we're talking about this has never happened in history. Four infantry divisions of IRS agents. Oh, yeah, it has. They're armed. That are and it never ended well. Spying on your Venmo, your bank account. They say they're not going to go after those making less than 400000 a year. We've been told a lot by the Biden administration that just hasn't been true over the years. Um, and people are really angry about this. If they were hiring them to get their refunds faster, I think we'd all be cheering for joy because there's a huge backlog. You usually don't need guns and uh, you, you usually don't need to have experiencing handle weapons, and you, you usually don't have to be uh, able to uh, use a deadly force if you're just looking to get somebody a bigger refund there. Stan. At the IRS. I get calls every single day about it, but instead they're going to be, uh, you know, going after hardworking Americans. And if you're a small. Conservatives, like the IRS did when Lois Lerner was in charge. Yeah, that happened. Small business making $400,000 a year as an S Corp, for example, you're going to have less money to reinvest in your business and your employees or research and development. And it's just going to make inflation worse. Inflation is caused yeah. by spending. You can't solve it by just. Just more spending. Yeah, pretty much. Here is uh, John Carl confronting Corinne Jean-Pierre with the uh, Orwellian Inflation Reduction Act that has nothing to do with reducing inflation. But the Congressional Budget Act uh, Office, which is nonpartisan, said that there would be a negligible impact on inflation this year and barely impact inflation at all. Uh, next year, I mean, isn't it almost Orwellian? How can you call it Inflation Reduction no. Act when the nonpartisan experts say it's not going to? So I appreciate that. Out? I appreciate the question. We've actually addressed this. this, this. No, no, you haven't, because he wouldn't be answering the question if if you had. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that. Oh, by the way, despite two negative quarters of uh, economic growth, it's not a recession now. Suddenly, even though it always has been. That's the definition. It will have the money uh, from, remember how we're doing this too, it's, it's making sure that billionaires uh, in corporate America are, pairing, are paying their fair share. By the way, the uh, money going to the IRS, if they were just going after billionaires, which is like under 800 of them, that would mean 109 new agents per billionaire. Yeah, you're full of crap. Making sure that it's that the tax code is a little bit more fair. And so when you've been saying that for decades and decades and you never fix it. And now you just want to leave it and you want the IRS to go after Americans wholesale for minutia on their tax returns. Anything they can to scrape more money out of them or if they disagree with us politically, punish them either through fining, shutting down business or sending them to prison. You do that when you put it in its totality, you will see that it will it will bring down, lower the deficit. Well, which will help. Yeah, and you never have. You always promise. Name a bill that actually worked. Everything worked. What about the $787 billion spent by Barack Obama of our money on green energy that was not shovel-ready? What about that? About the same amount of money. Didn't do D-word for Richard. I mean, just D-word. Sorry. Uh, people who are named Richard get mad at me. Let's go to uh, Mark in Reisterstown, Maryland. Hello there, Mark, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Uh, thank you very, very much, uh, and thank you for putting uh, caller Stan 
in this place uh, when the host is talking and the talkers, the callers trying to talk over the host. Wouldn't the caller please be quiet so they could Amen. learn something like you schooled them? You were on target, on point. And and fuego on fire uh, after this uh, raid on uh, Mar-a-Lago, this uh, highly inappropriate raid. I thought to myself, uh, and the facts have come out. You pointed them out. I would have to think that uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland has committed an impeachable offense, and he's likely either going to have to resign or step down. What do you think? Well, I hope that he and Christopher Ray will step down. I doubt that they will. I mean, they should. It's embarrassing, and and they have nothing. If they had something blockbuster that was uh, uh, would change the course of history that it would already have been divulged by now it was nonsense it was a it was a stalinesque uh, fishing expedition that's why Jenna Ellis earlier in the show said they went after all documents even back to 2017 they did not just stick to what they said where they said they were going to go they opened it up they looked for everything including the ultimate dis the ultimate uh, disrespectful act was literally to go after the first lady's wardrobe. Are you out of your freaking mind, Mark? Yeah, weren't they out there last June? So maybe this was a setup for them to go out again. Of course. And also, by the way, and if you, Mark, you just, you got to add up all the evidence. Like, for instance, the magistrate they went after literally recused himself from a case involving Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton because he has uh, close ties to Hillary Clinton, whether they be political, whether that be personal, whatever. But he recused himself. And six weeks later, when it was just Trump going, uh, when it was just going after Donald Trump rather than Donald Trump suing Hillary Clinton, then he was fine to offer the warrant. There's a reason why the FBI went to this magistrate. It's because they had close ties to this magistrate. They knew what this magistrate was going to do. Otherwise, they would have gone to somebody much higher up in the judicial ladder to do something of this magnitude. They went at it with the flimsiest excuses. They have not uncovered the affidavit, which is the reason for getting the uh, warrant to search Donald Trump's house. Jenna Ellis says there may not even be an affidavit after all. Go ahead. Wow. Oh, wow. And you know what? I wouldn't want to have any close ties to the Clintons at all. Ask Vince Foster. Oh, we can't. Yeah, you might uh, you might end up in a park rolled up in a rug with a bullet wound to your head. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much, Rob. All right, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. And, and you know, uh, all the while this happened, all the while that the FBI kicked open the door figuratively of Donald Trump's home and rifled through everything in his life, this is a former president of the United States. The office at least deserves some kind of respect. Honestly, this is not – this is the FBI considering him a criminal and not an ex-president before – this is the FBI assuming guilt before anything. That's what this is a metaphor for, I believe, 100%. Honestly, and this is outrageous. This is unacceptable. And this is, again, they're trying to pick a fight with us. Now the FBI this morning is warning congressmen, men and, uh, you know, Republicans and Democrats, oh, yeah, there are threats out there. You know those white supremacists that we told you were the biggest threat to America, even though none of that is, is all of that is nonsense? Well, now they're going to say that Trump supporters want to have a civil war because of what happened Monday. You know that is false. We never do these things. The left are the ones who always respond with violence. We never do. They bring violence to Trump rallies. They burn cities, okay? This is not us, but this is what they're going to try to do.
They're going to try and do another Reichstag moment like they did with January 6th protesters. They said there was $100 million worth of damage to the Capitol because of these protesters, yet they opened the Capitol two hours later. There was no damage to the damn frickin' Capitol with the exception of Antifa and possibly FBI uh, agents knocking out windows to get inside, easily reach in and grab the knob and go in, and if they didn't do that, then they were let in by Capitol Police. I've got copious information on all of this. I do not say this without doing research on all of it. And when you've got a Democrat party, a mainstream media, and big social media saying that whatever you believe, if it is against the party line on anything, that it is disinformation or, disinfo- or misinformation, then you know that they are using Stalinist tactics to shut you up without an argument. That's what Stan from Atlanta tried to do to me last hour, and it did not work. It did not work. Now, they did pass this unbelievable, I'll just call the bill an abortion. Um, It uh, is the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. It has nothing to do with inflation reduction. That's why they call, for instance, Kim Jong-un the dear leader, even though he is a murderous dictator. They call him the dear leader, you know, because that's what they do. But here uh, they're calling this the Inflation Reduction Act. I'm going to save the audio. I want you to hear from our energy secretary about the unbelievable tone deafness of this administration. And I've used the French uh, Revolution as a metaphor before. I've used uh, the French Revolution, uh, the fact that we live a tale of two cities now with a bourgeois and a proletariat. I've used uh, copious examples, but this could be one of the most over-the-top examples you have seen. This is what we are up against. All right. I'll have that for you in a second. The number 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's The Rob Carson Show. The headline is the FBI bulletin is warning of a dirty bomb on FBI headquarters and increasing calls for civil war in wake of a Mar-a-Lago raid. They're making this nonsense up, by the way. And the only people who have ever threatened a dirty bomb are Islamic extremists. And by the way, one of them actually tried to kill Salman Rushdie in California or in in the United States uh, uh, last week. Got stabbed like 15 times, probably going to lose an eye, was on the ventilator. And uh, that was a promise that was over 30 years old by uh, Islamic terrorists in the country of uh, Iran. So they are attempting to act like we are trying to start a civil war when the FBI is the one trying to start the war. But actually, the war is being waged on us. It started years ago in a variety of ways. So Jennifer Grandholm is our energy secretary. Um, You are suffering. We are in a 40-year inflation high. Gas has come down. It's only like uh, uh, 2.3 times more expensive than it was when Donald Trump was president. Where I was when Donald Trump was uh, president was $1.87. And now the national average is $4.11. You do the math. But here is Jennifer Grandholm. Our energy secretary, and she is a uh, an elitist. Uh, she, um, well, let me just explain something. If you want an electric car, eighty-five um, percent of the time, your electric car in the municipality you live in is going to be fueled by fossil fuels. 
Uh, the reason why we leaped from traditional gas-powered engines to electric cars was purely because of the Democrat Party and the left and Joe Biden's uh, relationship with China. We could have easily gone to a hybrid if you were going to look at some sort of a, uh, a way to, uh, that's why they call it a hybrid. You can use a little gas, use a little electric, and you get 35 miles per gallon when you're driving your, your uh, Toyota Tundra that normally gets 15. But they decided to skip the middleman, go right to electric. And it's a joke because our power grid is run on fossil fuels. But here is Jennifer Granholm. Let them eat cake. Listen to what she has to say about the glorious package, the spending package of your money that they just passed last week. Oh, I, this, this, first of all, immediately. All the ways you're going to save money. Um, people will be able to lower the fuel costs in their home. There's a 30% tax credit that you can claim in 2022 for installing energy efficient windows. Now, um, you can't afford groceries and you're living on a credit card because you're not making it to your next paycheck. Uh, you have two jobs, sometimes three jobs, all right? Uh, but she's saying that you, the thing, what you need to do, even though you're all of those things that I just mentioned, um, you need to get new windows. Heat pumps, energy efficient appliances. Yeah, new energy efficient windows. In a house like, I got a house, you know, it's like 1,700 square feet, uh, you know, uh, uh, about 30 grand for new windows. And uh, I can't afford that right now. That is right away. Way. And on top of that, of course, if uh, citizens want to install solar panels on their roofs so that they can generate their own power, that's another Honey, what do you think? Uh, we're down to the last box of macaroni and cheese here and the last can of green beans. Should we go ahead and get those solar panels? The 30% tax credit. Um, and, of course, there's the tax credits that are at the dealership for the automotive sector. Okay, real quick. First of all, they're going to take $7,500 of your money and they're going to give it to rich people who can afford electric cars, okay? They're also going to, they want to forgive the uh, student debt for kids who uh, are rich and went to college, okay? If you didn't go to college, that's uh, that's too bad. Uh, second of all, um, these electric cars that you want, they're going to take at least a year to build. You're not going to get your new car. Unless they have something on the lot, and I wouldn't hold my breath, you're going to be waiting at least a year, a year to get that car. Because you see, we have a transportation secretary who doesn't know how to do his job and fix the, uh, and fix the supply chain. For electric vehicles. So, and if you install an electric vehicle. They did this with cash for clunkers. They wrecked hundreds of thousands of cars that low-income people and homeless people could have used. But it was all about green energy. Charging station in your home, you can also yeah, get... It's going to cost you a couple thousand dollars for the charging station. Here it is. So, and if you install an electric vehicle charging station in your home, you can also get a tax credit. So there's many ways that this bill lowers the costs for everyday citizens. And that's one of the reasons why it's anti-inflationary is to lower the costs. Wow, she is so full of crap. Her eyes are brown. Don't it make her brown eyes blue? Here's uh, Jennifer Graham on some of the other garbage in the spending bill. And in addition to that, of course, lowering the cost of prescription drugs for people. Which should have been fixed by Obamacare, which they said was going to be fixed by Obamacare. Capping uh, the amount of out-of-pocket uh, expenses that senior citizens pay for their prescription drugs, etc. Yeah, so they're going to demand the drug companies lower the prices, and what the drug companies will do is go, well, we can't make any money that way, so let's just stop making those drugs. So, and let me just say, Brianna, this president has been focused on every uh, not pooping his pants. Everyday people 
throughout his presidency. Throughout his presidency. There have been four bills that have been significant passed as part of his overall economic plan to lower costs and create jobs. How's that working for you? And this bill is the biggest, uh, the biggest action on climate that any administration has passed in the history of the United but, States. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you're just so ungodly corrupt. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Let's take a break, come back and wrap things up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Since then, he has blamed the people for inflation, OPEC. He's blamed the Federal Reserve System. He has blamed the lack of productivity of the American people. Is he talking about Joe Biden? He has then accused the people of living too well and uh, that we must share in scarcity. We must sacrifice and get used to doing with less. We don't have inflation because the people are living too well. We have inflation because the government is living too well. There you go. The ghost of uh, recession past Ronald Reagan. We'll have more on this tomorrow. Be strong, guys. Hang in there. We're going to be okay. Good wins. We will win. The Soviet Union didn't have uh, the First and Second Amendments. God bless you. Don't catch a stupid. I'll see you tomorrow.